Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the King Kumar podcast. Um, today, I'm here with one of my friends. His name is um, Owen Lindmark. Um, Owen, welcome to the show. Thanks, Adelaide. Thanks for having me. So, Owen is a hockey player at Wisconsin, and he was um, recently drafted by a hockey team. We'll actually get into what that team was a little bit later. But, Owen, for some people who don't know who you are, do you want to give them like um, an explanation on who you are and kind of what you're all about? Yeah, so uh, my name is Owen Lindmark. Uh, play hockey currently at the University of Wisconsin. Uh, the past two years, I played at the U.S. National Team Development Program, uh, which took place in Plymouth, Michigan. Um, so I lived in Naperville actually from eighth grade all the way to sophomore year of high school. Uh, so I lived there for three years and then after that, I moved to Plymouth, Michigan to play for the U.S. national team. Um, and then I played there the past two years, and then I'm going to University of Wisconsin for, um, for my college. And then I'm actually currently here uh, for the whole summer. We're, um, you know, like training and working out, and it's been a lot of fun. All right. So, Owen, I know that hockey has been a big part of your life. And um, I just I, – I read an article on how you used to wait in the car – um, used to live in some uh, in other states because um, you used to move a lot um, because of your dad. Yeah. Um, so why don't you just talk to us and like how your love for hockey uh, really started? Yeah. So uh, my dad actually served in the Air Force for 21 years. Um, so I've moved seven times in my life. So I actually started hockey really, really late. Um, the first time I ever played was when I was eight. It was actually in St. Louis. Um, I got enrolled in a, a local like learn to play class, and then, you know, within a within a year, I was playing on a club team. So, um, yeah. So my dad served in the Air Force for 21 years, and then after uh, we lived in St. Louis, he actually got stationed back in Oklahoma. And then there's no opportunities really there to play hockey um, or to do much at all for you know my brothers and I. So my dad moved out there all the way. Um, by himself and then the rest of our family we actually moved to Bendorf, Iowa uh, for two years and then I played for a team in Chicago um, so it was a you know a five hour round trip two and a half hour um, one way there so and I do that about five to six times a week so that was a lot of fun um, you know I didn't have a phone or anything so it's definitely really boring um, but you know it was, it was a good experience and um, you know I'm really thankful for my parents you know living apart for the past uh, or those two years uh, allowing me to pursue my dream. Yeah, you said in the article that I read, um, I think it was something from Chicago Sun-Times on how um, you read a lot of books during the car ride. Do you have, do you know of any books you remember? I know that was a long time ago, but. Um, um, yeah, I think uh, I read a lot of sports books for sure. Um, you know, I didn't, I didn't even have a phone, so I didn't really have much to do. I'd um, read a book pretty much and then I'd, I'd take a sleep uh, or take a nap and then eat a little I would take a lunchbox every day so I'd eat um, some food out there and then go practice and then you know come, go straight back home and I'd get home at 11:30 every night so do you think that you kind of reading books kind of helped you focus on hockey a little more because you know there are a lot of studies that say, that when you use your phone, you kind of lose focus on other mm -hmm. things. Um, do you think that reading books definitely helped you grow as a hockey player? 
Um, yeah, I think, you know, I, I read a lot of books, uh, a lot of hockey books too. So I think, um, you know, not having that distraction um, of being on your phone all day, I think, you know, that really, um, you know, focused my mindset um, strictly on hockey um, and on the hockey books I was reading and just learn different uh, aspects of the game and green books that were written by, you know, professionals that know what it takes to, you know, play in the NHL. So I know that um, when you played on the club hockey team, you actually played for a Hall of Famer. Um, do you mm -hmm. want to tell us who that was and what that experience was like? Yeah, so uh, my first year at AAA hockey, I think I was, oh, I don't know, maybe like 11 or 12. I played for Al McGinnis. Um, so he was a defenseman for the St. Louis Blues, um, and he played for the Calgary Flames. Um, so I think... Actually, I don't even know if he played for St. Louis. I know he played for Calgary. Um, but, you know, it was, it was a great experience for sure. Um, as I previously mentioned, just, you know, just when I read all those books, I would kind of learn things from people. But to really do that um, in person every day from a guy that played tons of games in the NHL, um, you know, he made, you know, he made a name for himself. And, you know, I think that was that was truly, um, you know, remarkable for me and my my hockey game as well. And I think that was just the start. Um, it definitely helped me uh, become the person and, um, you know, the hockey player that I am now. So um, I kind of want to ask you that this, um, I've asked AJ Dinehart this on my Butler podcast and and um, Johnny um, O'Shea and Tommy Carlson, but We've all had experiences where we kind of fail at times and mm -hmm. something doesn't go our way. Um, have you ever had that experience with hockey? Because what I'm trying to do on this podcast is help people make change. And I believe that we make change from learning um, about failure and overcoming that. So just talk to us on like how mm -hmm. you kind of failed one time at hockey, but then you've overcome that and how that made you into a better person. Yeah, well, I think, you know, just starting hockey super late at the age of eight, um, I think when I played on the U.S. National Team Development Program, pretty much every single kid on that team started skating when they were two or three years old. So I think, you know, just having that lack of experience and the, the lack of repetitions and whatnot that all those kids had is, um, you know, it's, it's definitely um, sets you back a little bit. Uh, I think that you know, it just kind of speaks to my uh, my dedication and my uh, consistency to want to get better every day. And, um, you know, just making sure every time I'm, you know, if it's in the weight room or if it's on the ice, just, you know, just pride myself in getting better. So I kind of want to go back on your Naperville Central days. Um, You and I had a class, I think it was with Neubauer or something. It was, yeah. And do you just want to talk to us about, like, how um your experience at Central what, what, what it was like? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, um, you know, it was awesome. Uh, I lived in Naperville for three years. My family still lives there. So, uh, you know, I, I'll go back there, um, you know, whenever I can get back. But, you know, I really, really liked Naperville Central. Uh, I played for the baseball team there for, for the two years I played there. And, um, you know, we were, we were a really good team. Uh, freshman year, we, um, I think we only lost maybe like one, game or a couple games so um you know i definitely have a lot of good friends from from naperville central um and you know when i go back there i hang out um jack jokes is you know kind of like my best friend from back there uh we hang out a lot of um you know a lot of times uh but you know i have 
Um, a lot of other guys like Colin Dockmo, Dom Gabrielli, Pat Boyer. Um, so, you know, it's just, uh, it, was, it was really, uh, you know, really nice to live in Naperville, uh, go to Naperville Central and meet a lot of new people for sure. I think it really helped um, me um, when I when I moved to Plymouth, Michigan, just because getting, getting adapted to the high school life at Naperville Central and then carrying that over to, to Plymouth and making sure I would be able to make new friends there. So I want to kind of talk to you about that relationship that you had with Jack, um, Colin, um, and Pat, because you had that for two years and then um, you kind of just left them. Um, but mm-hmm. first, let's just talk about your relationship with them and then we can talk about what it was like um, leaving them. Because I, I must say that was pretty hard even for me. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, I think, you know, uh, I was really close with all the kids on the baseball team. Uh, you know, we um, put in a lot of work together. We were always kind of, you know, hanging out after school, um, you know, just whether it's on the field or in the batting cages. So I think, you know, you truly, um, you know, you relish those memories um, that you had at those times. And I think, you know, leaving, leaving Naperville Central is definitely hard uh, because, you know, you had to adapt to a whole new, whole new city, whole new school um, in Plymouth, Michigan. So I think, you know, is is for sure definitely hard leaving, leaving all, you know, my friends from back home. But I think, um, you know, just being able to make new friends uh, when I got to Michigan and, um, you know, kind of moving on almost from the past life and not um, getting stuck up in all oh, like being homesick or whatnot. So I was just trying to, you know, make new friends. Obviously, uh, I went to school with my teammates and that was awesome. We would literally hang out every single day, all day long. Um, after we had practice uh, at the U.S. national team, so I definitely became lifelong friends and brothers with all the all the kids on the U.S. program the past two years. So, um, you know, it was truly truly unbelievable experience um, in Plymouth, and uh, you know, I definitely made a lot of new friends for life. Um, so one of the things I love about the football team and the baseball team is the bond, and um, I hate bringing this up because it's so sad, and it just happened like today. And I think you know where I'm going with this, mm-hmm. but um, the whole thing with Justin Wagner passing away, which is so sad. Um, yeah. I knew him, but what really spoke to me was that everyone came together and um, really came together as a whole and kind of lifted the community and told like how an awesome guy Justin was. Mm-hmm. So do you just want to talk about that bond with the brothers and maybe if you yeah. did have an experience with Justin, do you want to talk about that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, uh, he was actually my summer baseball counselor, um, going into freshman year for the, for the baseball team at Naperville Central. So he was, you know, ahead of our, of our team and he was awesome guy. Um, you know, he always had a smile on his face. He was always laughing with all the guys and, um, you know, always bringing the kids up. So I think, um, you know, it's it's truly, uh, you know, it's something that no one ever wishes to happen. Um, I think, you know, he was a he was a great guy, and he's going to be dearly missed. Um, and then speaking towards that, you know, the brotherhood. I think um, being a part of of teams, uh, you know, whether it's any sport out there, uh, boys or girls teams. I think whenever you're on um, a team and you're always constantly going to going to battle with the person besides you, I think. 
you know, you automatically form a bond, um, you know, with everyone around them. And I think, um, you know, speak or seeing all the things on Twitter um, with all the guys that play baseball with them, you know, I can kind of, um, I, like, I know they, that the bond that they had was truly special. Um, I know I have, you know, um, unbreakable bonds with all the kids that I've been playing with the past two years. And then um, I think just, you know, when you just hang around with guys every single day, um, you know, working hard every day to just get better, I think, you know, that instantly brings everyone closer together. Um, so I know, I remember that uh, my junior year, your sophomore year, you were um, pretty good at baseball mm -hmm. um, and you had to leave that for hockey. Do you just want to talk to us about kind of how that felt and what, why you decided to choose hockey? Was it just like your love for it? Um, just talk to us about that. Yeah, so um, kind of, you know, my freshman and sophomore year um, of high school, my ultimate dream was to make the, the U.S. national hockey team, uh, the under-17 team. So, um, you know, I, going, um, you know, to Naperville Central, I kind of always knew that was a possibility. Um, and that was my ultimate goal was to make that team. So I think, you know, I, I love playing baseball. Um, you know, I, I wish I could still play it now, but I kind of had to choose between hockey and baseball, um, and I ultimately chose hockey. I actually committed to the University of Wisconsin the summer after my freshman year of high school. So um, kind of, you know, the fresh, my freshman year, I, I ultimately made that switch to choose, or I made the decision to choose hockey over baseball. Um, and, you know, I'm, you know, I'm truly grateful that I made that choice. Um, you know, I think my hockey career has come a long way and there's still a long road ahead. Uh, but at the same time, you know, I wish I could still play baseball. So when you got that letter from um, that from the hockey, the professional hockey, uh, the U.S. men's hockey team, yeah. what was that like for you? Like, was it a surreal moment? Can you just describe it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so actually they had um, a final 40 camp. So um, they invited the top 40 players um, for the 2001 birth year. Uh, that's the year I was born in. So they took 40 of us to the, um, the camp. It was a week long. And then um, actually at the end of the week, uh, we all had exit meetings. So when it was my time, they took me in. Um, and then they actually walked me past kind of one of the scouts that was meeting with people. Um, and we were walking back towards, you know, the, the head guy's office. So at that point, uh, my, my two parents, my mom and my dad, and then myself, we were kind of just looking at each other. Our eyes were starting to open because we could, we could, uh, you know, we could kind of tell what was what was going to go on. But um, you know, it was it was unbelievable. My mom actually started crying when when they told me. Um, with my dad representing the United States for 21 years in the Air Force, it definitely kind of, um, you know, it's a really good feeling, and I it's almost kind of me representing him now. Um, representing, you know, his service for our country and everything he did. And now I'm going out there with the, you know, the United States crest on my jersey and, you know, kind of honoring him as well. Yeah, so um, I think I've met your mom before because mm -hmm. of, of your brother, Brayden. And I might have met your dad. I don't remember. But I just, if you listen to this podcast, um, I would just like to thank him for his service. Um but anyway, I would just like to talk to you about like what that experience was like playing for like a professional hockey league um, in college with a yeah. 
Yeah, so um, the the U.S. national team, the team I played on, we actually played about 60-something games a year. So the league we played in was 16 to 20-year-olds, 21-year-olds, sorry, um, for the first year. And then the second year, we played in that same league, and then we also had 20-something college games. Um, and then I think those two years, we had six international tournaments. Uh, our team, we actually went undefeated our first year. And then last year, we unfortunately – uh, came up short in the U18 World Championship. Uh, we lost in the semifinals to Russia in a shootout. And then we beat Canada in the bronze medal game. So I think, you know, playing against the best players all around the world, um, you know, it was a really special, special feeling. And then um, just, you know, I just going back to playing all the college games last year, I think it, you know, gave me some experience going into this year um, at the University of Wisconsin. It just gives me the confidence that, you know, I can play, play at this level. Um, and, you know, our team, we were over 500 against college teams. Uh, our team had eight first round draft picks, um, you know, considered one of the best U.S. classes to ever, um, you know, come through. So I think, you know, it was, it was really special playing with all those elite players. And, um, you know, I'm really, really thankful that I, you know, I'm brothers with all those guys. So just talk to me about, like, um, I know I've talked to a lot of guys about, like, how that high school football experience translated into college football mm. experience. Can you talk to me about how your high school hockey experience that year um, was different from your national team and then from now in Wisconsin? Yeah, so uh, before college, or sorry, before the U.S. national team, I played on a team called the Chicago Mission, which is a AAA organization out of Chicago. It's nationally, um, you know, top three, top five every single year for every age group pretty much. So uh, we were always, you know, a powerhouse. But at the same time, you're playing against kids your age. Um, and then the leap to the U.S. national team where you're playing against 21-year-olds the first year and then 25-year-old college players the second year is, um, you know, it's definitely a big, big jump just because everyone's so much bigger and stronger. Um, and, you know, I think it takes a little bit to getting used to, but, um, you know, at the same time, you just got to keep working every day and then, um, you know, it'll, you'll catch up to all those guys and you'll be just as strong as them. And then going into the college season this year, um, college hockey is actually pretty unique because you can actually go in uh, as a freshman at the age of 21. Um, so you can be a 25-year-old um, senior uh, playing college hockey. So, you know, for me, I just turned 18. So I'll be playing against, you know, guys seven years older than me. So I think, um, you know, it's, it's going to be kind of a challenge um, in one aspect, just playing against, you know, grown men, guys that are already fully developed where I'm here at 18 years old, um, you know, just, just getting into, um, you know, uh, you know, heavy lifting compared to all those guys. So I think my experience at the U.S. national team last year playing it, those 20 college games or whatever we did, I think it's going to help a lot. So did it teach you, like, work ethic and, like, working very hard since, like, you're kind of younger and you're mm -hmm. playing against bigger guys and you got to lift a lot? Um, I just came back from lifting, so that's yeah. why it's kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, obviously um, – whatever sport you're in, if you're 18 years old going against 25 year olds, uh, there's going to be definitely a big, big difference between the amount of maturities in the body. So I think, you know, when you're actually in that situation playing against those kids, um, you know, you finally realize that, wow, like these kids are so much stronger than me. Like I have to hit that weight room. I have to get bigger and stronger if I want to, 
compete against these guys and if I want to outbattle these guys. And, um, you know, at the same time, um, you know, we're all going to be fighting for, you know, a job on an NHL team someday. So, um, you know, just all the hard work to beat out those guys in the future. Um, you know, that's kind of the mindset that you have to come to the rink in the weight room with every day. So I want to ask you one more question about the national team and then go actually, because you got drafted in the NHL. Um, what was your favorite um, experience in the national team? Uh, my favorite experience with the U.S. national team uh, was probably this this past year. Um, we actually went to Sochi, Russia, and we were playing in the, you know, the Olympic rink where the Olympics were held. So that was, that was really special. We were there for um, a week. So that was, you know, it was just cool seeing, you know, where those Olympic, you know, hockey players had been. Um, and obviously that's a dream of mine someday to, to play in the Olympics. So, you know, just to be able to experience that atmosphere that all those Olympians experienced um, is, you know, truly, truly special. And then I think another um, one of my favorite memories was the U18 World Championships. It was in Unschooled Sweden. Um, so there was, I think, 10 teams there. It was actually on the uh, NHL Hockey Network, so it was on live TV. Um, you know, millions of people watching the games, uh, thousands of people at the games. So that was, you know, at, at first it was kind of a little nerve-wracking, um, realizing how many people were going to be watching you. But at the same time, uh, you know, I was just trying to, you know, um, you know, calm myself and, you know, just go out there and play another hockey game. Um, so you actually got drafted um, by a team, and you just gonna talk about how that whole job process worked because um, I know it's a lot different from the NFL and the NBA. Yeah. Um, just talk to us about like how that worked, and also mm -hmm. that feeling of you of you getting your name called. Um, yes, yeah. So I was drafted by the Florida Panthers. Um, so they, um, you know, it's the NHL draft's a lot different because, you know, I just turned 18 years old and, um, you know, I just got drafted, not even, not even enrolled in college yet where, um, you know, the NFL or the NBA, um, you know, those guys have already played in college for a couple of years. Um, so basically, um, you know, the NHL team will, so the Florida Panthers will own my rights, uh, for four years. So all through four years of college and then, uh, after my senior year of college, if I weren't to sign with them, I'd technically I would become a free agent, um, and I'd be able to sign with them at any point. So if I wanted to, um, you know, leave college after like my junior year, um, I would just sign with them, um, and I'd just leave college to go play with them. Um, in terms of you know how how it all happened, uh, playing at the U.S. national team, there is over a hundred scouts at every single one of our games. Um, for both years that I played there. So, you know, you'd have hundreds of scouts all in black, black um, jackets just sent up there. And I think, you know, at first it was kind of a little nerve wracking, just realizing, you know, when you're 16 years old watching NHL or seeing NHL scouts in the stands while you're playing a game, it's, um, you know, it's kind of a little, a little nervous. Um, but I think, you know, you, you just get used to it. Um, you know, you can't think about, you know, what team's in the building, you know, if the general manager's there or if it's just a scout or whatnot. I think, um, you know, the, the key component is just going out there and playing your game um, and, you know, just, just not worrying about that and just trying to help your team win.
And then as far as the, um, you know, like the draft experience, I was actually at the draft. It was in Vancouver, um, in British Columbia, Canada. So, you know, just hearing my name called was a surreal experience. I think every little kid dreams of being drafted, um, you know, when pretty much their whole life. And I think just, just coming that coming true for me, it was truly the best moment of my life so far. But at the same time, it doesn't really mean anything just because it's so much different from, you know, the NFL and the NBA where technically when you get drafted, you go play in the, you know, in the, in the league the next year. But with hockey, um, you know, the, the team owns your rights for four years. So really being drafted is one thing, but then actually making it to the NHL um, is another thing. So I think, you know, I'm just not going to try to worry about that too much. Um, you know, the Florida Panthers, I think every day I'm just trying to get better um, and trying to improve every aspect of my game. Um, one question, kind of a side question from hockey. Um, and is that, were you, um, did you ever network at all uh, to gain like hockey experience or like find like some professional players to give you some advice? Um, well, I think when I played um, in St. Louis for the St. Louis Blues for Al McGinnis, um, I mentioned earlier, he's a Hall of Famer. So I think when you have a coach that, you know, was that successful in the NHL, I think that was, you know, truly special. And then um, my coach for the Chicago Mission for five years, uh, his name is Gino Cavallini, and he played in the NHL um, for a long time as well. So I think having two coaches that played in the NHL and, you know, know what it takes to be a professional, but not only be a professional, but to play there for a long time, I think that's, you know, that's something really special. And as far as, like, professional players, um, last summer I was actually in the, the Chicago Pro Hockey League. Um, and I think it's like eight weeks in the summer. And I was actually on the same team as Patrick Kane and Alex Debrinkit um, on the Chicago Blackhawks. So I was playing with them all summer. So that was that was really cool. Um, it was a really good experience. Just, you know, Patrick Kane's been my idol my whole life. And then, you know, finally being able to play with them, that was, that was definitely something um, that I'll never forget. What were those guys like um, for people who haven't met them before? I mean, they were awesome. Uh, they're both Americans. Um, so, you know, they Patrick Kane actually played for the U.S. national team as well when he was younger. So, um, you know, for myself playing at the U.S. national team, um, you know, they were, um, you know, they were they were awesome to me. Um, you know, there's so many hockey players all around the world that play in the NHL. So. Um, you know, when, when you see a fellow American, um, you know, that's playing in the NHL or, um, in my aspect, playing for the U.S. national team, the, the same team that Patrick Kane played for, I think it was, uh, you know, they were just trying to be really nice to me, um, you know, and just have a lot of fun when we were playing together. So I think you have to go now, so I just want to ask you all one more question, and that's the one um, outside of your hockey app that um, everyone wants to know, and that's your relationship with your um brother Abram. Mm-hmm. Just talk to us about like what that was like, because um having an adopted brother is not all of us can experience, and um you guys have a really good relationship. Um yeah, yeah. So uh, my brother Abram, uh, we adopted him from Ethiopia, Africa. He's currently seven years old right now. We adopted him when he was less than one. So uh, I think at first when we you know brought him back to the states. Uh, our family would go out together and we kind of, you know, we'd just go in public and we'd get some stares from, you know, people just because they see a little, 
um, you know, African-American baby with a white family and they, you know, they, they think to themselves like, well, this isn't right. Like, um, you know, like, what is this? But I think, you know, it just, for me personally, it just, um, you know, opened my appreciation for, um, you know, people in all different, um, scenarios in life. Um, you know, whether if, you know, if you're adopted or, um, you adopted another, another kid, I think it's, uh, you know, it's truly special. And I think, you know, me and Abram have a great relationship with each other. Uh, he comes to a lot of my hockey games. He always wears my jerseys. So I think it's, you know, it's really cool to have a little brother like him look up to you. And, uh, you know, I, he's awesome. I love him. Um, so um, is there anything else that we did not mention that you would like to tell the podcast? Maybe something about you, something we didn't really talk about that you want to get out there. Um, maybe something to help them make change or do something that they always wanted to do. Um, I don't know. I think just, you know, I think if, you know, whatever, whatever your dream is, uh, I think every day you just got to, you know, go out there and do your best and be the best you can be, uh, you know, always always give your best effort and uh, never take a day off no matter how bad you're feeling. So I think, you know, if you really, if you really want something, um, you know, it's, it's never impossible to reach. Okay. Um, thank you so much for coming on the show, Owen. And um, I hope you enjoyed my podcast interview just as much as I did. And um, just so that people can follow your journey on social, um, what's your Twitter account or um, Insta? Uh, my Instagram's just uh, Owen Lindmark, no no spaces, and then uh, my Twitter's at Lindy L I N D Y two two zero one. And Owen, I wish you all the luck in your hockey journey, and I can't wait for you um, to play in the NHL. Good luck and the pass and the Olympics too. Thanks, Adve. Thanks for having me on. No problem. guys thank you so much for listening to the podcast and i want to make kind of this extra um segment just to thank um justin wagner for um inspiring me um when i had surgery um i really looked at justin and said hey if justin can go through this then i can also um recover and um i also want to go into how i met justin so at naperville central um, there's this program called Adapted PE. Basically, what that is is where people with disabilities um, would work with peers, and these peers would help them um, kind of grow as an adult and help them adapt to real life and give them the necessary tools for them to go out and communicate in the real world and make friends. And um, that's how me and I met Justin at this um, Adapted PE. Um, and we also have this thing called tribes. So basically one person, one person with disability would be paired up with either three or four people. Um, and even though I was not in the same tribe as Justin, my freshman year, he still impacted me a lot because he was always very funny. Um, he was really strong. Uh, he was just a really good guy. Um, he would help me out with some stuff too. And um, I just wanted to say like, what a great guy Justin was. Um, he's impacted my life. 
He's impacted many other people's life with disabilities. Not only that, he's really impacted, I would argue, the whole of Naperville and Whitewater. Um, so I just wanted to make this tribute in honor of him and just thank him for all he's done for me. So thank you for listening, guys.